Hi, everyone. Welcome to Plants and Rants Podcast. This is your host, Johnny Vines. And today's episode of Journey to Fearless, Building Your Confidence, is going to be about addressing your ego, the pros and cons, combating imposter syndrome, saying yes and no to opportunities, and just recapping and reflecting on past successes and failures. Okay, so to begin, let's talk about ego. And by definition, an ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. And normally you'll hear negative things about someone's ego, like, oh, they have a big ego, or their ego is going to get the best of them one day. An ego lives inside of every single person. And an ego is not a bad thing. Your ego is what makes you accomplish goals, makes you work towards that promotion, work towards that new car, work towards that love interest. You need your ego to pursue certain wants in your life. And even when someone may quote unquote have too big of an ego, that may not necessarily be a bad thing. If you use it the right way, you can use your ego and your confidence to lift and teach and grow within yourself. And that is exactly what this episode is about. It's about building your confidence. And in that, you definitely need to acknowledge your ego, regardless of how big or how small you may interpret it as. Now, I've heard that confidence looks like courage and feels like peace. Confidence looks like courage and feels like peace. I believe that courage is the absence of fear. And normally when you view someone as being confident, it's actually just them showing courage or being courageous. And I believe one of the biggest points of having courage is to be willing to accept failure. One thing I do when I feel like there is a lack of confidence in me or I'm hesitant or nervous is I do two things. I think of what happened in the past when I pursued something and failed. And I also think, well, what's going to happen if I do fail? Like, what's the worst possible outcome that could happen? And an exercise that I will do is I will reflect on certain things in my past that at the time felt like failures or have felt like setbacks. Because to be honest, sometimes I feel like my life just wakes up and chooses violence against me. I'm just like, damn, like, can anything just go easy or... Why does everything and every obstacle have to be so hard? What I do to get out of that mindset is try to reflect on what in the past have I conquered and overcame and how did that help me grow and ultimately become a learning lesson? Now, if you're like me, you can sit down and write a lot of failures that you've had in your life, things that you've pursued, jobs you've wanted, activities you were never able to get to do at that time and just reflect on why that opportunity wasn't presented to you or how detrimental was that failure or that pass up of an opportunity and what can you do now about it and also what would you do different and what would you do if you had the opportunity to do it again and i think all of these thinking pieces and approaching your past failures at these different angles are definitely going to bring self-awareness to how you approach conflict in life. 
And you have to be careful when you're reflecting on these failures because there, at least for me, there's a fine line between me reflecting on past failures and being motivated by them and me falling into a very deep, almost victimized hole where I'm just in my head and I just feel like, well, maybe I don't deserve this or maybe these things are happening because I am getting ahead of myself or I'm just dreaming too big or reaching for the stars too much. And so it's a very slippery slope and I really want you to be careful when you try this exercise because there's a fine line between acknowledging your failures and reflecting on them and using them to propel you forward and also just going back into that dark place, reminiscing on those feelings of failure and owning them and talking yourself out of pursuing new opportunities, almost convincing yourself that you shouldn't try anything new or that you're conditioned to fail because that is not the case at all. To be a realist, you have to also weigh out your pros and cons. Like, what would happen if you did fail? What would happen if you didn't reach this goal, if you didn't land that mark or that finish line that you set? Like, what is the worst that could happen? And I'm going to use myself as an example. People who know me personally know that I'm a very private person, in a sense, where I don't go into detail about many things. I sometimes talk generally or dance around a topic just because I want to, you know, respect privacy if I'm telling a story or if I just want to not let people in unless I feel completely confident in them. And one thing I would like to talk about is honestly just the beginning of this podcast. Something that I've always wanted to do was just tell my stories I'm always in an uplifting spirit. I feel like I'm optimistic. I can always see the light in things. And I feel like that's a talent. And that's something I definitely wanted to not so much be selfish, but not be so protective with. I feel like I've been told for years and years and years that I have been able to, you know, make people laugh or make people see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I want to be able to give this guidance to basically anybody who is willing to receive it. And that's one of the things that crossed my mind when I started this podcast is what if it failed? And then I thought what like what would it even what does a failed podcast even mean? Because is it like chart wise, is it monetization wise? Like what would a failed podcast look like? You know, there really is no sense of failure when it comes to this project I'm now committed to. I mean, by now it's announced, it's out. So I think that you also need to take into consideration intent. Like, what are you pursuing and why? And I know for me, the biggest compliment I can receive is that I'm a nice person or I'm a funny person. I think that those two compliments speak volumes about a character and a person. It, didn't, it doesn't matter if, you know, my podcast reach, reaches five people or 500 people. As long as there's one person that I can kind of shift their mindset to or maybe get them to view themselves or the world differently, then I've, I've, made, I've met my goal.
there's a lot that goes into this experience for me. Like, there's no way that I could ever look back on this project and think that it was a failure or think that, you know, I didn't complete my goal. Because even if it was a quote-unquote public failure where I just didn't fully commit to it or, you know, it was just the wrong timing or no one was listening to it, um, I still learned a lot about myself just internally like what do i want to talk about why am i doing this asking myself a million and one questions about this podcast even the tech side of it just learning how to edit audio learning how to pivot my voice and become a speaker and and learning how to actually get to the point instead of talking in circles because i'm known for going eight different directions when i'm trying to get to one point (laughs) what i'm trying to get at is there are no failures in life and that everything is a learning experience. Courage has to do with understanding that even if something doesn't go the way that you projected or the way that you manifested or wanted it to, doesn't mean that the turnout wasn't meaningful or that the turnout was a waste. So the second part of confidence feels like peace. And this is very, very important to me. Peace for me is acceptance. Peace for me is accepting the situation that you're in, the situation that you went through, relationships and friendships that you may have or may not have anymore. And peace is accepting that whatever happened or is going to happen is for a reason. And I believe peace is the ultimate key to confidence. Because you are going to have many people in your life, whether it be your own ego or coworkers or family members that are going to not root for you and not want the best for you or may not think that you can achieve something And it's kind of like a crabs in a bucket mentality. If I can't do it, you can't do it. And if there's one thing I could say is definitely get rid of those type of people in your life. What is meant for you may not be meant for someone else. And what is meant for someone else may not be meant for you. And being at peace with that is very important. Peace is something that can't be threatened. When I say I'm at peace with myself or I'm at peace with the situation, there is nothing or when I say my confidence brings me peace or confidence feels like peace, it goes a lot. It's a lot more deep rooted than that. And you have to think about how no one can define you where you may not be the top salesman at your job or you may not be the perfect friend and ultimately i feel like if you're at peace with yourself and your abilities and your strengths and your weaknesses there is nothing that anyone can take away from you there are going to be people and obstacles that come into your life and will tell you you're not fit for this you're not made for this you know you're not good enough and When you're at peace with yourself and when you're at peace with your confidence, nobody can tell you anything. 
there's going to be people down the road who are going to try to convince you and convince people around you, whether it be coworkers or friends or family that, you know, you may not be the best person in this or you may not be a top performer in that. But when you're at peace with yourself and what you offer and your ability, no one can take that away from you. And there are going to be people down the road who are going to try to take that away from you. And that's going to be their ego trying to silence your ego. And the final point is no one's ego can affect you as long as you're at peace with your own. And once you're at peace with yourself and your confidence, it cannot be threatened and it cannot be discredited. And it definitely cannot be manipulated in any way. You need to be at peace with yourself to be confident. You hear that bird? That bird's like, period. One point that I do want to make is that confidence just isn't built overnight. Being fearless isn't built overnight. It's a journey. And you have to take steps and you have to make improvements to get out of a certain mindset. And one story I would love to share with you is actually one of my favorite stories of all time. A monumental point in my life where my confidence was really tested and it ended up being the stepping stone to my travel journey. That's going to be a story of when I was just 21 years old. And at this point in my life, I've never left New England. Um, I've never been on an airplane. I've never traveled outside of really like Rhode Island or Massachusetts other than going to like Six Flags or like a water park. And I really wanted to see Lady Gaga in concert in Boston And no one wanted to go with me. And the tickets were really expensive. And the album wasn't that popular at the time. It was for the art rave. I really connected with that album so much. I was like, dang, like, I'm, I want to go to this concert and have this experience so bad. I might just go by myself. Like, that's how bad I want to go. And that's exactly what I did. I lived in Providence at the time. So this was only about an hour, an hour and a half south of Boston with traffic. And I was a bank teller at the time. And since I had to work Saturdays, we were allowed a half a day during the week. And luckily, the concert fell on the day of my half day. So I figured I can just go to work, have a regular half day, go home, get ready, and then head towards Boston, which as long like the concert quote started at seven. And I was like, if I just get on the road by five, I should be good. So I ended up getting to Boston a little bit early. Um, I just went around the the mall area. I was super excited. I grabbed a lunch and then I headed to the stadium. I just want to say Lady Gaga is one of the best performers to ever live and especially in our generation. So the concert was amazing. I had the time of my life by myself. It solidified Lady Gaga as one of my favorite artists. It solidified Art Pop as my favorite album from her of all time. There was definitely a lot of obstacles and mixed emotions I felt 
leading up to the concert, like, I felt like a loser. I was thinking, who goes to concerts by themselves? I felt like a loner. I don't know. It was just... I had a lot of mixed emotions, but I was also really excited and really up for this experience. Like, this, I've never done anything like this before. All those emotions and all those feelings that were unhealthy really went away during the concert. And it was honestly an experience I'll never forget. This experience is basically what planted the seed for me to travel on my own. So fast forward a couple months, I was not loving my life in Rhode Island. Like I briefly mentioned in the first episode, I just felt like I hit a wall. I felt unmotivated. I felt capped out. I just wanted something new and exciting. And I always wanted to live in New York City. I had that quick taste of, oh, you know what? I can do this. Like, I can just, like, travel and have new experiences. And I don't need anyone to join me. There was just, like, that tipping point. Like, that, that concert was in June. And I moved to New York that following April. There was a lot I needed to research just to make sure that it was the right fit for me. And I'll get more into the details of actually moving and the process of all that in another episode. Just because I want to stay on the topic of confidence. Ultimately, the Boston trip was me planting my seed of confidence. And once the momentum started of me continuously doing little projects and little activities on my own, that was really what was watering the growth of my confidence. You have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to do things that you normally wouldn't do, either it be alone or, you know, at all. From me traveling to Boston alone set the pace for me to visit New York City alone before I moved there to kind of feel it out, see if I can, you know, job hunt what neighborhoods I would want to live in. And that just created a domino effect of, well, I can visit Boston alone and I can visit New York alone. I can move to New York alone. And that was a domino effect of, well, if I can move to New York alone, then I can travel to Egypt alone or I can travel to China alone. All of these experiences sprouted from something as simple as me going to a concert alone in Boston. Me planting that seed and watch it grow over time. And traveling to me is one of my biggest accomplishments, like the places I visited and just how often I was able to travel was really a blessing. So a lot of the highlights that I'm going to be making and the points are going to be based around that. So whether your goal is to travel more or to grow in your career, it all stems from confidence and it all stems from you planting a seed to grow your confidence. A big confident booster for me also has a lot to do with just physical activity. And that could be anything from going to the gym, going for a bike ride, home workouts, to you go, you go, <laughs> to you, yoga studios and classes, whether it be in person or by yourself in your room. Any type of outlet that you have that you can release stress, whether that be working out, that's my favorite and that's my go-to. But it could be something as simple as drawing or painting, writing, you know, whatever gets your creative juices flowing and just makes it easier for you to blow off some steam. I would highly, highly, highly recommend any study that you look into 
that involves stress or confidence, it's going to be rooted back to either physical activity or creative activity. So take that extra walk. Every little bit counts. I'm not saying to take an hour boot camp class to feel confident and to work out any stress that you're going on in your life. There have been multiple studies showing that creativity just thrives in nature or when you have plants around you. And actually the color green motivates a lot of creativity. So that's another reason to, you know, really get into indoor plants or just to really get back in touch with nature. Any decision that you make, no matter how big or small, you're still going in the right direction. So don't be discouraged that, you know, you're not going for a two mile run or you're not painting the next Picasso painting. Anything to get your creative juices flowing and your blood flowing is a step in the right direction and is a step to build your confidence and to challenge any doubts that you may have on yourself. Speaking of challenges, I'd like to challenge you to think of something that you want to do and implement it in the next 30 days to build your confidence. That could be anything from taking yourself out on a date, maybe picking up a new hobby, maybe talking to your boss about a promotion or picking up a new project at work. And I want you to really sit there and think about the intention of what you want to do and how you're going to make it happen. If you need any ideas or need any help with what you may want to challenge yourself with or build towards, my DMs are always open. You can DM me on Instagram at Plants and Rants Podcast, and I would love to brainstorm and coach or guide you through the steps of whatever task you chose to build your confidence. Or I would love to hear a story about how you built your confidence in the past. So I'm challenging all the listeners on this journey to build your confidence. And remember, I'm rooting for you. This is Johnny Vines. Time to get out of the woods.